Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Pea Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the city of Vision with our mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Well, good morning, Derek. And man, it's been it's been a beautiful week out there. Yeah. But the wind and the allergies. How are your allergies doing oh, today? It's terrible. I have a hard time most of the time. It's really bad now. I, sometimes I can't even see. I have to tell people when I sneeze. I don't have COVID. I know. <laughs> or or if I clear thing. my throat. Are no. you sick? Are, are you sick? Are you yeah. sick? Speaking of COVID, there's been a real progression. We're seeing a real good uh, uptick in people getting the vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, so I want to remind people if you do want to get the vaccine and want to make sure you register with Department of Health, because once again, the city does not control who gets selected or who gets an appointment. That is all managed through DOH. So go out to the Department of Health's uh, website, register to get into one of the vaccine events. And uh, if you get chosen, you should get out to the Rear Rancho Event Center. Things are moving quite smoothly out there. So I'm really proud. I got to tell you, out of all the events that we've had out there, and we've had dozens of them now, I think we only had the one that really kind of got a little bit sideways. But other than that, Every event out there has been real good. And I do remind people, the city of Rio Rancho can't take credit for the smooth running events any more than we can take responsibility for the one that didn't run so smoothly. And the reason I say that is, while we do have event staff, helpers, and stuff like that, we're not the organizers of the event. I know that the Sandoval County Emergency Operations Manager, they're doing a great job. We're working with Walgreens, and they've figured out how to make the event center run now. Yeah. <laughs> so, And then, uh, of course... We're working with Department of Health and we're working with Sandoval Regional, all of these individuals that have come in and they're professionals at at running these events. So they're doing a great job at this point in time and I'm getting a lot of positive feedback that the events are moving smoothly, people are getting in, they're getting their vaccine and then they're getting out and off they go. Kudos to all the people that are involved in there because like I said, is that the events seem to be running really good, but the city can't take credit for that any more than we can take responsibility for the bad ones. So it's easy to say, oh, the bad one was somebody else's fault and take credit for the good ones. But it it was a learning curve. And I think there's a uh, desire and a drive to get as many people vaccinated as possible so that we can get out of COVID and hopefully get back to some normalcy of going about our day-to-day lives, whether that's going to the bowling alley, which, you know, I'd like to see get open back up or going to a movie theater, or, yeah. you know, and going to your favorite restaurant, which you can do now. It's just, it's on limited, limited capacity. Basis, yeah. yeah, limited capacity. Rio Rancho did stay, uh, or Sandoval County, I should say, and Bernalillo County did stay in the yellow in this past update. You saw some counties that moved into the green, some that moved into the turquoise, and a few that went from turquoise all the way back to yellow. Ooh. Yeah, that was uh, San Juan County. Ouch. Took a big slide back. So that was very difficult on them, I'm sure. So it's about hitting the matrix. And we're trying now to figure how you balance the matrix that include the numbers of people that have been vaccinated. So bringing those numbers in and figuring out what the infection rates are and, and who's been vaccinated and, and what kind of controls are in place, I'm hoping is going to start to drive us into the green and into the, into the turquoise. And then I'm hopeful that after turquoise, there's not another color except for wide open. So <laughs> I saw a press release last Friday that said one third of New Mexicans have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So those are a third of the population. So would that be about... Uh, 
we have two million people, so yeah, five hundred thousand people. Yeah, seven hundred fifty thousand somewhere yeah. in there have had at least the first shot. Oh no, a third have had both both shots or something like it that. It just said have been vaccinated. Oh, okay. so I'm assuming both shots. So th- I think they've gotten both of them, and then there's a bigger number. I think up to fifty percent they were saying has had at least one. So that's where things are at right now. And like I said, getting vaccinated for me it's a personal decision, and I know there are people out there some that believe in it, some that don't. But I'm going to tell you, if you are wanting to get the vaccine, you must do it through the Department of Health. Okay. Now, I understand there's some federal money coming to Rio Rancho. Yeah. So, as you all probably, as everybody probably heard, is that not too long ago, there was the American Recovery Plan Act that got signed into law. And that was, we call it the ARP. Not the AARP, (laughs) but just the ARP, right? Yeah. And this is a federal allocation that's going out to states, counties, cities, various different jurisdictions to help in the recovery plan as we emerge out of COVID. So there is some money that's been coming our way. And as a matter of fact, I was on a Zoom call, kind of a town hall, if you will, with Senator Lujan the other day where we were discussing the benefits of what that money is going to mean for local municipalities and Myself, being the chairman of the New Mexico Mayor's Caucus, I was asked to sit on there and kind of speak a little bit for the cities and and how things are going there. And so just kind of walk through. The biggest thing that we had was we did know the amount of money we were supposed to get. And I think uh, all of us kind of knew what kind of dollars we were looking at when the act got passed. Mm -hmm. But one of the big discussions was around, hey, what can we use the money for? Where are we going to invest it? So Rear Rancho is marked to receive $14 million. Now that's not all gonna come in one big lump check. I think 7 million of it comes this year and then 7 million next year to kind of spread the recovery out, okay? Mm -hmm. So we'll be looking at ways that we can invest that $7 million. And we're gonna be looking at various different things when the money comes in. We'll probably have some public meetings and meet with the governing body and have some work sessions on what to do with some of that funding. But a couple of the uses that the money can be used for is infrastructure improvements. So under infrastructure improvement, whether it's water lines, sewer lines, or broadband, money can be used to invest in those types of services. Now that was put in there mostly for a lot of the rural communities because some of the more rural communities have issues with water, sewer, and especially broadband, as you know. Broadband is difficult all over the state. Rio Rancho, while we have some of our issues with our water lines primarily, we really don't have a huge issue around broadband. We're a gig city. Yeah, we're a gig city. Now, (laughs) now, in some parts of it are anyway. That's a a big discussion in Rio Rancho. Why don't we have more internet options in Rio Rancho? And that's a long discussion. You know, I think we've actually talked about it on this show, why Comcast isn't in Rio Rancho. Well, it's up to Comcast to come up here, put in their infrastructure, and if they want to provide service in the community, all they have to do is enter into a franchise agreement with the city, and we'll be more than happy to let them service the citizens of Rio Rancho. But that's a decision that a private business, private industry is going to make. Now, there are some communities outlying that, once again, the broadband service providers don't really want to go spend a huge amount of money out there for a very limited clientele base. Well, let's let's explain this a minute. So in Rio Rancho, the cable TV company is Sparklight. Comcast is in Albuquerque, and they use the cable that comes on the poles uh, that feeds your cable TV for the internet. Correct. So Comcast does not have the cable franchise here, so they have no way to get the feed to your house. Not at this point in time. Right. 
they, unless they could put they, it. They can come in and put the infrastructure in yeah. if they want to lay the cable in, if they want to lay in fiber. We have companies that have come in and laid in fiber. And as a matter of fact, Sparklight continues to make investments in Rio Rancho to service its customer base. And they offer that gigabyte speed. I mean, right. Yeah. You know. They offer that gig speed in some areas. I don't know if it's in every area yet, Not but yet. we are a gig city. Yeah, but I see trucks out there pulling that big orange cable off those spools. That's what that, uh, that is. That is. That's it. That's it. But in rural communities where these companies don't want to go spend all the money to take all the infrastructure out there, they can get federal assistance to where the city can put in the infrastructure and then get somebody to bid on providing the service and stuff like that. So right. there's a lot of different ways that it can be approached. See, in grants, the power co-op did it. Correct. Yeah. See, yeah. And so there's a lot of different ways to approach it. You just have to look for the good solution for individual communities and who's going to help put the expense for the infrastructure and so on and so right. forth. You remember not too long ago, they were talking about floating balloons with, yes. you know, floating <laughs> balloons Wi-Fi, all over, yeah. Yeah, with Wi-Fi in them, right? I remember years ago that Rio Rancho was supposed to be the city to cast this big Wi-Fi net over the city so everybody in the city would have free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Now, that never came to fruition. Not really cost-effective. <laughs> it was not. Yeah. It was not. There's different ways to go about it, but once again, that's some of the areas where the money can be used. I think it's important to mention that Sandoval County will be receiving $28 million. So, Rio Rancho's getting 14, Sandoval County's getting 28, and they're going to look at infrastructure throughout the county of Sandoval and see what they can do to upgrade some of the infrastructure some of the other items that you can use the money for is potentially putting some of the money out to do grants for businesses that were heavily impacted by COVID that were shut down. And I'd like to see Rio Rancho use some of its money to help make some of our businesses that have been closed this whole time, like Premier Theater. Mm -hmm. They've been closed this whole time. Let's see if we can't use some of the money to help make them whole and make sure that they survive and they don't have this huge hurdle to overcome as they ramp up not having any revenue for the past year. And when they come back in, they're probably only going to be at 25%. Right, right. It's going to be for very limited seating in those theaters, I'm sure. The bowling alley here, 10 pins and more they've been closed for the better portion. Yeah. I think they got to open for about 30 days at yeah, one point in time yeah. and then they were shut right back down. Yeah. Uh, not by any fault of their own. It's because uh, they, changed uh, the rules. they changed some of the criteria and, and said, no, we're just going to keep these the recreational facilities closed. Yeah, the, that was the state, not, <clears throat> not uh, 10 pins. And the you, money, not, yeah, not 10 pins and not the city. Yeah. The, the money that you're getting, that goes from the feds to the state. Is that right? And then the state disperses it to the counties? Well, the that's the is way the, uh, the CARES Act money worked. In this particular case, they did change the criteria. This is one of the things that we fought for from our communities. We didn't get everything we wanted, but we got some of what we wanted. And that's always a win. In the first distribution of funds, direct funding only went to cities with a population of, I think, over a half a million. So Albuquerque got a direct allocation of funding in, in the CARES Act money, mm -hmm. okay? In this one, we got that reduced to cities with a population of over 50,000 oh. will receive direct funding. So Rio Rancho now will receive direct funding, whereas CARES Act money, we did not receive direct funding. It did come through the state, and then it was allocated to the city. This, because we're over a population of 50,000, this money will come directly from the federal government straight to the city of Rio Rancho. Now, any community under a population of 50,000, their money will go through the state. And so There's only what four cities in New Mexico that are over 50,000, six, six, six. So yeah, there's six cities that'll qualify for direct funding. And so that's kind of how that's going to work. And then of course, 
Other uses for the money, we're hoping to see that maybe right now the state, there was a press release, I'm sure you saw it come out, that the states do it, got a big, huge fund for rental assistance. Mm, that's okay? right, yes. Yeah, and I want to make sure people go out there and look at that. If you've been struggling with your rent over the last nine months or so, you need to go out and see if you qualify for this rent assistance. We're also working closely with St. Felix Pantry. We've given St. Felix Pantry a, a large chunk of money that can be used for utilities. So mm -hmm. that way, if you're behind on your electric bill, behind on your water bill, behind on any of those bills, they have a source of funds over there that will allow you to get assistance for paying those utility bills and get caught back up. Because for people that have been out of work for say last six, nine months, and there are some people that that's happened to, there's a lot of people that are very behind on rent. And so we want to make sure that they don't get put out, displaced, put out of their homes and make them homeless. Yeah. And those landlords often use that money to make their payment Correct. to the bank. So it, it's like a dominoes. That, it know, really yeah. is. And so it's a win-win really when you think about it. If you apply for the rental assistance, you get the money, you pay your rent you're caught up in your rent and your landlord's made whole and right. everybody, uh, it kind of back in business. Yeah, yeah. It kind of stands the dominoes <laughs> back up. <Yeah>. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so those are a couple of the ways, you know, another way that we're talking about using some of the funding is looking at potentially some additional pay for police, fire, first responders, essential workers, right. That we're out there. So there could be some use of the money there, but, all of that being said, it comes down to the language, and that's what we're waiting for, is the language that comes from what we call the Fed. Yeah. <laughs> so. What uh, can you use this money for? What can you use this money for? And they will, they put the rules and the definitions on it and say, okay, this is how you can use it. This is how you have to report. And this is how you have to track it. Yeah. And I know that sounds uh, like uh, an inconvenience, but I could see why they have to do that. Cause you don't want some town where the mayor goes and buys himself a new boat or something. You know, so true. Yeah. So true. But the city uh, council gets new motorhomes or trips to Tahiti. Or there something, you go. You know? Yeah, there you go. So, well, I'm glad that in Rear Rancho, we don't have any problems like that. No. I, I mean, we really don't. We've got very tight controls on all the public trust as far as the money goes. We've had some of the cleanest audits you'll ever see. And I'm proud of those because it shows that we're using all of the public dollars very openly and transparently. And we're accounting for it very well. That's one of the reasons why with the CARES Act money and with the American Rescue Plan money, once we have that money in the coffers, the city of Rio Rancho right now, we're approaching something that has never been done in the city's history, and we're approaching 100% reserves. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nobody does that. No, no. So I've got budget season coming up, and uh, next Thursday, I believe, I'm supposed to receive the city manager's proposed budget. And then once I receive his proposed budget, I have, I think, 10 days to respond to it. Now, you know, I've always wondered about that, is the city manager gets a whole staff of people to yes. help him <laughs> assemble a budget, right? Uh -huh. And he's got months to do it as they put it together. They yeah. have and hours and hours. It looks of, like a phone book. It does. It yeah. looks like a phone book. And they give it to me and I get 10 days Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have a staff to review it. So my nose is buried in the budget for nine days and then I'm- uh, Oh, you actually look at it. Huh? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You look because the budget that we have is actually pretty cool because um, at a glance, you can look down the expenditure columns of what was budgeted the year before 
and what's being budgeted this year, and there's a plus or minus percentage by that number, so you can quickly scan for something that looks askew like plus 50% or minus 50%, and you go, oh, that just caught my attention. Mm -hmm. So you wanna look for stuff like that pretty rapidly, right? And go in and say, why is my cost on this going up 50%, or why is my cost on this coming down 50%? So you do the initial scan, then you go look in the various different departments and the various different things, And you look at the capital projects, which those are the things that you're going to fund and hopefully pay cash for. And then there's some special objectives that I like to put forward this year after we've had a lot of discussion around land use in the last year. One of the things that I said a few weeks ago was that I'm going to be putting a request in the budget for probably around $70,000 to uh, go out for what's known as an affordable housing study. Okay, and look at the demographics of Rio Rancho and understand what we need to do to make sure that everybody in our community has the ability to live here. And when you think about the affordable housing side of things, entry level police officers, they've always lived here. I mean, if you go up into Enchanted Hills, there's police cars everywhere yeah. because they live in Rio Rancho because it's more affordable. But you'll find that a lot of those police cars are Santa Fe police cars. Yeah. So <laughs> they work in Santa Fe or they commute. And so Rio Rancho has always been a place where kind of that blue collar worker could find a place to live and afford right here in Rio Rancho. And so starter homes you're yeah, talking abs- about. Yeah, well, starter homes, uh, in some cases, uh, apartments. I know people just don't like apartments. I get that. But I started off in an apartment, right? I and think it, we all did. It was yeah. a stepping stone to yeah. something different. Oh, yeah. And a, an apartment nowadays is a premium way to build your credit because they report your rental activity to the credit agencies. So those are starter places, especially for young kids that are either going to college and they don't have a large income and they're living off student loans. And you've got individuals that are grocery store workers that don't make these six-figure salaries. You know, there's a place I saw where you can get houses still for between $100,000 and $150,000 what is it, Cherry uh, Fun, sir? You go back in there, and there's nice hills there, and there's ho- small homes up there, but they're kept up nice. And- yeah, North Hills. Is that what that's I think called? off yeah. of Cherry. Yeah. yeah, North Hills. Cherry, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little area up mm-hmm. in there. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, years ago, I used to live up in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you got started. Up, yeah. up by Colinas del Norte, <laughs> we, you know, it, we had a little little starter home up in there. And then we moved to another starter home over in Enchanted Hills. It was a little 1,100-square-foot home up in Enchanted Hills, and... At the time, I think we paid something like $92,000 for it. But I remember back when North Hills was built, those houses went out on the market brand new at about $30,000. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, well, they're not real big, but like no. I say, it's, a, it's I would say, maybe a low-income area, but it's kept up real nice. Oh, no, they've got a strong HOA in that area. Yeah. They keep things uh, pretty sharp, and there's some nice houses in there, I mean, that have appreciated very nicely. So, And it's a nice area. you got hills. Some houses have views, you yeah. know, so, yeah. Rear Ranger's got some beautiful neighborhoods and a very broad diversity of housing options, and that's because we have a very diverse workforce, anywhere from entry-level workers all the way up to PhDs. And so I've always said, you can find whatever kind of house you're looking for in Rio Rancho. You can go out still and find a five-acre plat and build a ranch on it if you want to and have horses and cows and you know, certain, well, not, I don't know about cows, but horses and chickens. But certain, not roosters. No roosters. No roosters. No roosters. Uh-uh. Before I let you go to church, 
Real quick question. How are we doing on a city manager, Peter's attempt? So Yeah. So the city council, as you saw in the press release that came out last week, that the city council delivered four names to me. Right. I will be delivering my selection of the one of the four, the one that I'm going to bring forward. I will be delivering that name to the city council on Tuesday, day after tomorrow. And a press release will go out with uh, whatever my selection is, whoever I end up selecting to there. And then the next city council meeting, which would be on the 22nd, that's where the city council will then vote on that selection. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, since I haven't delivered the name to the city council yet, I can't formally announce it. Well, here. we'll do it next week. There you go. There okay. you go. <laughs> and yeah, we'll certainly do a round of discussions on the name I select, but I'll deliver that name on Tuesday to the city council, and then it'll, I'm sure it'll go live on all the media outlets, and then we can talk about it next week. Okay, Mayor. I appreciate it. We'll look forward to that. All right, Derek. Well, once again, I want to tell everybody, go out there, make it a great day, and God bless.